Section 9 of Modern Russian Poetry, an Anthology. Selected and translated by Babette Deutsch and Avram Yarolinsky. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kevin Davidson. Ivan Bunyan, born 1870. When Bunyan came to Petersburg at the age of 25, he brought with him memories of shabby manorial grandeur, of hack-work in the provinces, and of a Tolstoyan influence that at one time persuaded him to become a cooper. The young man, meeting the modernists for the first time, dubbed them sick boys with complete chaos in their heads. Bunyan is himself a traditionalist in an age of iconoclasm, a realist in a neo-romantic generation, a sober lyricist solitary among his ecstatic fellows. His minor music has the simplicity and sincerity of a sorrowful Mozart. He celebrates the melancholy charm of vanishing things, never forswearing his classic clarity. Yet there is a growing exotic strain in this poet of the northern Russian landscape. He is a less vivid Le Comte de Lisle, reviving forgotten deities and filling his verse with oriental color, fragrance, and warmth. His nostalgia for the distant seems to grow by the travel upon which it feeds. Perhaps this intimacy with what is foreign gives his translations from Longfellow, Byron, and Tennyson their remarkably rich quality. When in 1909 Bunyan was elected to the Academy of Sciences, this rare distinction was conferred upon him for his prose as much as for his poetry. Indeed, the former is the part of his work which bulks largest. His prose, oeuvre, consists of his black and bitter sketches of the Russian peasantry, naked studies in psychology, and tales in the manner of a diminutive Joseph Conrad. The gentleman from San Francisco one of his most recent and impressive stories is the only one available in English. Bunyan was one of the first to flee Soviet rule, eventually settling in Paris. Russian Spring In the valley the birches are bored, on the meadows fog billows and ways, sodden with horse-dung floored, the high-road blackens in haze. Rich on the steppe's sleepy air, the odor of freshly baked bread, bent to their packs, slowly fare two beggars to look for a bed. Round puddles gleam in the streets, the fumes of the ovens stun, thawing the bleak earthen seats, smolder and steam in the sun. By the corn bin, dragging his chain, the sheep dog yawns on the sill, walled smoke with the charcoal stain. The step is foggy and still. The carefree cock will perform day long for the sap-stirred earth. In the fields it is drowsy and warm, in the heart indolent mirth. A Song I'm a plain girl whose hands are stained with earth. He is a fisherman, he's gay and keen. The far white sail is drowning in the firth. Many the seas and rivers he has seen. The women of the Bosphorus, they say, are good-looking, and I, I'm lean and black. The white sail drowns far out beyond the bay. It may be that he never will come back. I shall wait on in good and evil weather, if vainly take my wage, go to the sea, 
and cast the ring and hope away together, and my black braid will serve to strangle me. THE GOD OF NOON Black goats I herded with my sister. They grazed by red rocks. The grass rose stiff and stinging. Warming their backs, stones to the foothills clinging, slept dumbly on, and sheer blue shone the bay. By the gnarled silver of an olive flinging, my drowsy limbs in its dry shade I lay. He came, like a hot cobweb net asway, or like a cloud of flies about me singing. He bared my knees, kindled my quiet feet, the silver on my shirt his white fire burned, his hot embrace is heavy, ah, and sweet. He laid me on my back, the whole sky turned, he tanned my naked bosom to the teat, from him the chamomile's kind use I learned. In an Empty House From the walls the paper's blue is vanished, the daguerreotypes, the icons banished, only there the deepened blue appears, where these hid it hanging through the years. From the heart the memory is perished, perished all that long ago it cherished. Those remain of whom death hides the face, leaving their yet unforgotten trace. Flax she sits on tumulus savour and stares old woman death upon the crowded road like a blue flame the small flax flower flares thick through the meadow sowed and says old woman death hey traveller does anyone want linen linen fit for funeral wear a shroud madame or sir i'll take a cheap coin for it and says serene savour don't crow so loud even the winding sheet is dust and cracks and crumbles into earth that from the shroud may spring the sky-blue flax vyacheslav ivanov born eighteen sixty six ivanov's life was not one to hurry to a sphere and show and end rather its fruit slower grew and later hung he began to write at the age of thirty-seven, after having spent half as many years abroad as a student, and joined the ranks of the symbolists. He learned antiquity from Momsen, Athens, and Rome, and modernity from Nietzsche and Dostoevsky. A curious feature of Ivanov's thinking is a synthesis of Dionysus and Christ, which is characteristic of the Greek revival in Russia, and which is attested to his profound treatise on the Hellenic religion of the suffering God. His exquisite art feeds on the Dionysian grape, but this has a sacramental flavor, and strangely through the features of his Dionysus shows the effigy of a tragic Christ. To him religion is the very stuff of culture, and art a myth-making, and even a thergic power, and like his older fellow-symbolists, he builds not upon individualism, but upon the principle of sobornost, or communal religious expression suggestive of Vacho Lindsay's creed. He has the mentality and the manner of a mystagogue and a pontiff. 
Ivanov's poetry is caviar to the general. His Pegasus is caparisoned with abstruse erudition and weighed down with intricate thought. Yet a limpid golden beauty triumphs over the shadows in many lyrics. These are cast in the pure Grecian mold, these burns with A's spiritual flame, and these are the ordered ecstasies of a Francis Thompson. His latest poems are a cycle of winter sonnets, written in blockaded Petrograd in 1920, filled with the sadness of resignation to loss and change. THE CATCH Now the golden leafage is beggared, shining through the porches of autumn, shows the cool blue stillness of heaven. Lo, the thin-trunked grove is transcended, carved in stone, a columned cathedral, smoke scrolls wind about the frail friezes flung above the doors is a curtain open-work like nets of god's fishers that the catch has slipped through and broken like thy tatters sacred and lovely at the entrance of a white temple o thou golden mendicant music autumn the air is sad and still a bright transparency in skied a woman veiled in light invisibly upholds a balance high above the clear sun's pouring the instant's equipoise serene and frail adoring but each sere leaf that from the trees falls separate and lays upon the golden scales its trembling weight may force the balance summer's plenty freighted down to the wintry regions soon to darkness fated fountain clear the fountain waters glowing living streams the well-springs flowing cold and darkling woods a spring in the shed cool stillness streaming o'er the well a candle gleaming on christ's crown its gilding flings in the eden field a bower and a fountain and a flower christ star-voiced the spirit stills come before the well-spring stooping of my quiet waters scooping for the stintless bucket fills the seeking of self dying the seed will discover the self it finds in the losing that is o nature thy law that is thy lesson o man hearing dark music the poet knoweth no rest he abideth purer and purer the sound clearer the foreuttered word complaint your soul born deaf and blind inhabits jungles of sunless reverie where with the crash of trampled saplings wild droves of dark desires roam free a torch i kindled in the darkness to lead you to my starry gate with seeds of light and shining handfuls the furs of your night to sate i stand amid the trackless stretches and hail you in the wilderness but lost in dark and dreary caverns my cry sinks silent answerless narcissus a pompeian bronze beautiful boy like a fawn here in loneliness roaming who art thou surely no child of the woods thine is too prideful a face music that moves at thy gait the wrought grace of thy sumptuous sandal tell thou art son to the gods 
or the high offspring of kings poised with thy listening limbs thou hast followed the lips of the forest hearkening bending thy head fingering softly the sound was it the piping of pan or the amorous sighing of echo whisper of dryads or words fluent limbed naiads repeat pressing thy thigh with thy arm now the light shoulder-fleece like a garland thou hast entwined on thy wrist thou like laius at rest wonderful art thou in truth the gay bacchus nicean nymphs cherished hunter whom goddess loved naked and idle and young or art thou haughty narcissus whom sweet secret harmonies guided wandering languid with sleep drunken alone with his dream go seek the summoning nymph o thou blind not yet knowing thy image go thou but dare not to bend over the slumbering wave o if thou art not narcissus yet seeing thy face in the waters stranger i tremble anew thou a narcissus shalt be funeral of funerals the saddest is love's that dies unanswered the soul has two to bury the soul of the beloved and its own other selfhood and a third enters living the funeral flame that wraps them his wings a yoke has waited him the wise lips of lovers call in their kisses eros and gods the resurrector the holy rose the holy rose her leaves will soon unfold the tender bud of dawn already lies reddening on the wide transparent skies love's star is a white sail the still seas hold here in the light-soaked space above the wold through the descending dew the arches rise of the unseen cathedral filled with cries from the winged weavers threading it with gold here on the hill the cypress in accord with me stands praying a cowled eremite and on the rose's cheeks the tears fall light upon my cell the pattern rays are poured and in the east the purple vines bleed bright and seething overflow hosanna lord nomads of beauty you are artists nomads of beauty flamings for you ancestral acres and choked the graveyard waits for us the free forsakers the camp that beauty fates for us the daily treason the tents we daily flee mocked by each dawning season of our captivity believe the dimmer distance all curtains magic veils all springtides green persistence whole heavens vasty gales o vagrant artists shepherd your droves of dreams unbound and so although you jeopard the soon abandoned ground and from your open spaces rush down a whirling horde where slaves tame to the traces adore their overlord trample their eden plough them o attila with scars and grow to beauty vow them your step flowers like stars end of section nine recording by kevin davidson www.blogordie.com